There you are. How's it going, man? Hold on. Let me see if I can uh, go to... Can you still hear me? Yeah. All right. We're good. Can you hear the background? Yeah, I do. That's good, man. Holy C dub. All right. All right. Cool. So I figured um, what we'll do instead of um, instead of talking about the mundane and the the work stuff is we'll start. Um, I'll do us a count in and we'll we'll just discuss some uh, some wrestling stuff. And uh, I want to ask you some questions about uh, essentially being an ECW original yourself. So. Uh, we'll just talk a little wrestling. Sound good? That works for me. All right, dude. Um, all right. I guess what I'll do is I'm going to start. Let me uh, get this. I was going to say, you, you don't really have to edit any of this out. I think that just makes for good material. People can laugh at us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Screw it. You know what? We're going to do this. We're going to do this ECW style. We're just going to go by the, by the seat of our pants and we're going to, we're going to make it work. So, Welcome to the uh, My Stupid Little Life. It's a wonderful podcast with great production values, as you can tell. Very well thought out in advance. Um, my guest today is going to be Tom Walker. Tom has been a friend of mine since, like, I don't know, Stone Age. It's been, what, like 20-some years now, yeah? I, I think so. Um, but, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm drinking that, that Yingling Hershey's Porter right now. Holy crap. So good. Yeah, there we go. All right, I lost you for a minute there. Did it go away? That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. As soon as, as, soon as I mentioned the, the Hershey's chocolate porter. You it went away. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe edit like 10 seconds out. <laughs> yeah, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little a little select editing here. Um, but anyway. I'll, let you hand, I'll let you handle that. And uh, I'll, uh, I, I, I guess I can preface that with saying that in my uh, professional life, that's that's what I've been doing all of 2020. Uh, about a couple times a month was having edit podcasts for work. So I'm glad you're the one doing it this time. Yeah, well, well, let's you know, since you mentioned it, let's shoot into that a little bit. Let's uh, let's let's take a little detour. And uh, so you work in education, and I'm going to let you take it from there because your job is very confusing to me. Uh, it's confusing to me too. So. Yeah, I won't go into the nitty gritty. I do. I work uh, an IT professional, director of technology, whatever you want to call it. But I've been doing it for well over a decade now for a uh, school district um, somewhere here in the United States. Uh, I'll let your listeners, all like <laughs> six million of them, uh, <laughs> figure that out. But um, no, it, it, it's it's uh, it's funny. I was talking to somebody earlier today about um, what the you know, challenges have been like in the last year or so with the pandemic. And it's funny because when I took the job, uh, every day was different, you know, uh, that's, that's why it really, you know, I really liked about it. And it, it certainly like has not changed with this, um, different challenges, different day. Um, but you know, you keep your chin up and you just keep going, you know? So, um, the, the one thing that I really, uh, I guess struggle with is just uh, making sure that our our kids, you know, at, at our schools are uh, taken care of, um, you know, and, and whether that's tech or otherwise, uh, that's that's really been the biggest challenge, you know. So I don't want to go too far down that hole, but I mean that's that's it, and we can definitely I think devote, you know, some time to that if you ever want to talk about it. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, we'll 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 pull the plug on that one for now. But uh, but yeah, that is something I would definitely like to talk to you about in the future because it's. I think what you do is incredibly interesting. It's just something that I could never wrap my head around the the extent of what you have to do because there is so much involved in it, and it's not like oh hey yeah I fix computers. It's not that. It's right. so much right. more. And you know everybody back when we were in school, you know, there wasn't a whole heck of a lot to it. It was mostly just, I fix computers at a school or, you know, I run the network. And even then it was still more, there was more to it, but it wasn't to the level that it's at now. It wasn't anywhere near what it's at now. No, no. And, 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 you know, and I'll, I'll stay on for a couple seconds about that. But the, 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 the crazy thing is, is that, you know, we have gone into, uh, just so many, you know, schools doing, you know, one-to-one programs over the years and, 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 and just moving everything to the cloud, so to speak, and using these different services. And it's, uh, you know, one day I might spend, you know, several hours doing, you know, information for the state. And the next day it's just, you know, making sure that there's laptops ready for kids to go. And it's, uh, it, it, you know, it, there's a lot of boring there, but there there is a lot of interesting stories, and and we can even uh, you know uh, uh, get some other people involved with this. We do have a uh, a really interesting esports program, um, you know that I'm not really you know a part of, but it is part of our department. So you know there's some there's some different things and 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 that we have that that are going on that are it's quite interesting, you know. So uh, hopefully 2021 and beyond we can you know, get those things going again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and speaking of things that we're, you know, that we would never have thought of when we were in school, esports. who the hell saw that coming? Cause I didn't, I, it, you know, it's funny. And when we even started it, you know, that idea was, you know, approached me by uh, my, my tech and, and uh, when I say tech, I mean, technician and, you know, I was, I kind of shook my head. I was like, you're crazy. You know, there, there's no way. And, you know, he proved me wrong. In a couple of years, we had a student with a scholarship. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, I spent most of my freshman year playing hockey and PlayStation, but it didn't get me grades or, or anything. You know, it didn't, didn't pay any of the bills. It, it mostly just wasted the money that I spent going to school. But Just born in the wrong air. That's it. That, that's what it is. See, you know, we should have been born a little bit later and then we'd have been able to go to school based on, well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I suck at first person shooters and stuff for the most yeah, part. I was never going to make my money at that. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, you know, if, if, if you're so kind, let's, uh, we got to, we'll have to uh, talk about that on another episode, but yeah, I, absolutely. I, I believe you wanted to uh, get into a little bit of wrestling and, maybe more specifically some ECW stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So out of all my friends who are into wrestling, you know, Mark comes to mind, um, Carly and her husband, Bob, you are an ECW original. Yeah. It's weird to say that and even hear that, man. It, so, uh, yeah, you know, you know me, we grew up in South Jersey and I remember, and I'll, I guess I'll, I'll start with when I first saw it. Do you remember uh, WGTW Channel Forty Eight? 
Dude, yes, I was think I was just thinking of that the other day when I was bouncing around ideas for what we were going to talk about, and I was trying to think of the name of the channel because that was my first introduction to it too. Yeah, so I uh, would sit there, you know, Saturday nights, ten o'clock, come on, and you know, and I, I'll, I'll I'll back up a little bit. You know, I grew up a wrestling fan. You know, obviously WWF. Um, but at some point in the early 90s, I stopped watching. I want to say it was after WrestleMania 7, um, up until uh, about 95, 96 ish. I just gave up on it, you know, and I don't know why. Um, I, you know, occasionally might pick up watching something, but I just I didn't care for it, you know, it just wasn't anything I was into. Um, but happened to be sitting there one Saturday night. And it was, you know, later 96, early 97. And I see this, this wrestling show on GTW. I was like, what is this? And it was like the craziest stuff I'd ever seen. And not only that, like, you know, uh, the fact that they even let it on, you know, broadcast television. Uh, right. It blew my mind. It was like, you know, bashing each other with, with chairs. Like it's, you know, like they're throwing clotheslines. Like it was crazy. <laughs> well, dude, and that's, that's, what's funny too. And, you know, you mentioned the, the time frame when you kind of gave up on, on WWF and uh, WCW. And I, I was in the same time frame. I can't remember exactly when, but I remember collecting the WWF trading cards. And I remember sitting on the bus with, Richie Gregorio and Richie, Richie was the one that essentially broke the magic for me. He was the one that told me that wrestling was, and I'm going to use the dirty word, wrestling was fake. Ooh. And I was, I was heartbroken and I was mad at him. <laughs> and I, and so I, I kept watching though. And I started looking and I'm like, man, I was like, this, that's, he's right. And, and it just kind of, at that point, I just kind of lost, I lost the love, so to speak, but now didn't actually, but it, but it kind of turned me away for a little bit. And I, I even remember, and I think the conversation that started, it was, we were looking at the WWF trading cards and there was one of Hulk Hogan and he was flexing and he had the title on him, the winged Eagle. He had that Ah. and he was, but he didn't look like. It looked like something was wrong in the picture was my was my thought. And I rem- I succinctly remember that card and the face he was making on that card and being like, dude, something's wrong with the Hulkster. I wonder what it is. <laughs> and we were talking about and he's like, dude, you know, it's all fake, right? And I'm like, no. Oh. I was like, it's it's real, man. It's real. You know, and it's I was like they got to be real. And it's funny that you, you know, you know, that you've tell that story because it, it's very possible that that's why i gave up on it for all those years um and you know i i, I maybe a lot of us were in that position you know because it was uh i think the product at that point too was essentially you know i can't say dead um but i i think a lot of wrestling fans would agree that that period from about 92 uh, to really, I know, I, I, to bring this up when the NWA NWO debuts, I, I think is about it's a really dead time, and it's really difficult for me to sometimes even try to go back and watch some of that stuff. I'm not saying there's not great content there, 
there's great stuff with, you know, Bret Hart and Bulldog and, you know, Sean coming up and, you know, you, you have the Razor, uh, uh, Sean ladder match. And you have some interesting things that go on, but really overall, man, just a, it's not really that great of an error in wrestling. So No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And and that was the thing. I guess maybe it was the combination of, of finding out that it that it quote unquote wasn't real and, you know, and then the product at the time, what we had access to before ECW, it just kind of, it kind of shot it down and I wasn't really, you know, I just wasn't digging it. Now, what I, what I will say is when I say quote unquote, wasn't real, look, man, you and I will both, we can both obviously admit that, you know, it's predetermined, but to say it's not real, to say it's fake is not correct it's really? it's not the right thing to and, say you, because you, you know exactly you know and that's the one thing that's always you know uh, stuck with me is you know the people that i've talked to over the years oh you're a wrestling fan i know haha you know and, and just kind of making fun of it and it's like you know it's fake it's like yeah yeah you like the walking dead you realize that's fake too exactly exactly i had the same conversation with i don't remember who it was but people tell me that all the time. They're like, oh, I can't believe you watch that crap. I'm like, well, dude, you watch TV, right? Because do you really think that, like your, like your point, do you really think that Rick Grimes is out there shooting zombies? Because guess what? I got I got bad news for you, pal. And, and, and I think, you know, before we dive into the ECW thing, you know, a little deeper here, but, you know, and I, you made a comment about this um, this year, or at least with 2020, you know, about how wrestling kind of got you through and, I think we all have times, you know, as wrestling fans that we can look back and say, you know, yeah, it really did, you know, because it's that suspension of disbelief. Um, you know, you can, you know, think it's fake, whatever it is, but it's entertainment. I mean, and at the end of the day, pandemic aside, the one thing that was constant, once again, was wrestling. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. And, you know, and you look back too, even if you want to connect to your childhood. Shoot, I remember watching Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling on Saturday mornings, you know, and playing with those big LJN figures with my cousin while that's on before Pee Wee's Playhouse came on and stuff. You know, like there's so many memories, there's so many points in my life that I can point to, and it's so tied to wrestling. There's something that I can point to and say, oh, yeah, well, this is when that happened, or this is, you know, Junkyard Dog, because, dude, JYD, let's let's give a little, little love to JYD, man. He was the dude back in the day. That was my man. And he, when he came out to Another One Bites the Dust by Queen, that's how I knew that song originally. Really? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I didn't know that it was like an actual song on the radio. I heard it on the radio. I was in the car with my parents driving in Woodbury, and that song came on the radio. And I'm like, oh, man, it's Junkyard Dogs. And they're like, no, no, that's that's by Queen. <laughs> I'm like, but, but Junkyard Dog. And they're like, yeah, but it's but it was a real song before Junkyard Dog. And I was like, no, no, not possible, not possible. You know, so that so. that's a fantastic segue, actually. So, WGTW, ECW, and one of the things that caught me, and just as you said that, was the real music. So yes. I'm sitting there, and I'm, and and again, I don't remember the first match that I saw. I don't, I really don't but I do remember the certain wrestlers that really caught my attention. And a lot of it had to do with that entrance music. And it just sounds, sounds silly. And I'm going to, and I'll, and again, we'll, we're going to end up going around different, different horns here, but 
man, like uh, 2008 using, I'm going to date myself here, using Winamp and some other really archaic tools, not like we're doing now. <laughs> I, I ran a six episode wrestling theme song podcast that, you know, I, I, I threw on some websites that were existent back then that have not been existent for a long time. <laughs> So GeoCities. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but but that was one thing that really got me because I was always a big music uh buff too. Um so you know, Enter Sandman hits. And it's like, oh. who is this guy? And, Dude, I knew that I knew that was gonna be it. I knew that was uh, the first one. You know, be, uh, between that and then the next thing I see, um uh uh natural born killers hits and like, who is this guy running out with a trash can full of weapons? And the thing that was really interesting to me about watching that on TV was that, and, and again, you know, what just watching on TV or being there live, you know, they let the music play throughout his entire match, which had to the point that I knew it, that I had never seen that before with any wrestling match. You know, they right. always cut it. And then once the music would hit back up, uh, once the match was over, and I was like, well, this is really cool. And then, you know, you start getting to these others, RVD with, uh, you know, Pantera. And it's like, my goodness, like this stuff is just, this is awesome. You know, this is, I kind of feel like this is part concert. Right. Right. And that dude, and that to me too, is what was so great. And you, you look and, and think about it this way too. If you look at ECW and how it affected the other promotions one of the minor things that that you don't really you don't really take too much of a notice of until you actually sit down and think about it. Can you remember besides Hulk Hogan? Can you remember any like lyrics really to anybody's music um, prior to to ECW? You know, it's very hard. The only one that really sticks in my head, and because it, it's very simple, is is Shawn Michaels, but. You know, really, other than that, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, you know, because they they were great about, you know, those, you know, granted, yeah, they were, um, I don't know how legal that was, them <laughs> doing the, the songs like that, but you, they were using uh, legitimate music that, you know, really, honestly, for the most part, fit every single wrestler that I, that I saw, um, you know, and uh, it just worked. It worked out really, really well using music like that. And you know, I, I think you you can fast forward to some time, and I, and I know there's some you know usage now with you know uh, what we would call non wrestling theme music for entrances and whatnot. But really, I think ECW was a catalyst for a lot of that. Um, oh yeah. So well, and you think about it too, like I. I... I want to say in the rise and fall of ECW DVD, um, God, I used DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk about dating. There you go. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Paulie said something about they had some kind of deal worked out with Rhino Records where they could use certain songs. Um, but but I know Enter Sandman wasn't part yeah, of that. Yeah, you know, they it's, they talk about it being like a, a you know a, you know a basically a thousand dollar pop or something, and supposedly the the money that they had gotten from from Vince and the WWE or after the time um, would cover those music royalties, and that's all they were using it for. Now again, you know I'm not going to sit here and act 
you know what is truth or not but it's it's interesting yeah yeah oh absolutely and then think about it too like with the 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 tapes at the time and and later the dvds that they would release all of it was done over right because yeah because for that reason for the rights reason and like i don't know how much it would have cost to have the actual music but obviously you know anything that was taken away from the wrestlers at that point i'd rather them get the money than you know some millionaire record producer so but uh, looking at uh, ECW, though, so, you know, uh, we kind of kicked this off with the whole, uh, you know, ECW original stuff, which I, I, I appreciate that. It's kind of funny. Um, but no, yeah, so watching it on TV, like I said, late 96, early 97, and really getting into it. And then the cool thing about ECW was watching that entire, like, hour of hardcore TV, they would run their own commercials for the most part. So their commercials would be, you know, hey, buy this, like you said, tape. Um, you know, or, or these tickets to the next show. And so very early uh, 98, I uh, convinced my dad to take me to the Blackwood CYO uh, because the e, uh, ECW happened to be uh, doing a show there. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with whatever that was at the time, uh, basically think high school gym. Uh so that's uh that's where i caught my first ecw show was with my dad at the blackwood cyo i want to say there were i don't know way less than a thousand people there you know 600 700 people there tops i still have pictures and the funny thing was uh we took pictures that night and i got to talk about dating yourself we got the pictures back digitally on a three and a half uh floppy no. disk so for all the for all the youths no. listening uh do do a little do a little googling <laughs> and look up 3.5 floppy <laughs> Dude, those things were like by uh, uh, as a little aside here you know those things were like gold in yeah. school you could trade them for like six chocolate milks yes, and stuff, yes. you know so uh oh. that was the first the first little taste i had uh fast forward a couple months i went to another one with him uh, because for whatever reason, that didn't scare him enough the first time, so he went with me again. <laughs> and it was funny because the first time, um, and we have pictures of it too. Uh, just incredible, uh, fell on his lap because uh, we were we were like no. three rows from the ring, you know, ringside. And uh, you know, they, uh, Mikey Whipwreck uh, uh, kind of whips uh, Justin over the over the guardrail, and it just he just lands right in my dad's lap, and I was like, oh, it's on right now. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. uh fast for a couple months went to another one same deal uh cyo and uh you know uh it was it was interesting to see because a lot of the a lot of the wrestlers were the same um i you know bigelow and, and dreamer and taz and you know all all those guys were there at the time dudley's uh so it was really cool to see those guys like live that i'd been watching at that point for a couple of years um, on Saturday nights um, on GTW. Um, and so I, I moved forward, you know, a couple months more into 98. And I, uh, and, you know, you, you were friends with all these guys too. Um, but uh, through Brooks and uh, our friend Kevin, uh, they were like, hey, we're going to do this other, this next show at, at this ECW show. And I said, really? Really? 
I said, where is it at? And they said, well, it's at the CYO. And I said, I've already been to a couple of these. I'll go with you guys. And so we all went. Uh, it was October of 98. And uh, it was the first time I was just with these guys and not, you know, my, my dad. I think he'd given up on me at that point with it. Um, but, you know, we, uh, we went and then starting 99, we started doing all the ECW house shows over in Philadelphia on the corner of Swanson and Rittner there. And I'm going to tell you, we could do 10 podcasts on different things that we saw over there. Cause <laughs> it was really, really interesting times. Um, just the crowd to me, the, the, the thing that, you know, again, I hope this doesn't get lost and the people that were there will get it. Um, it's funny now talking about it 20 plus years later, but you know, as, 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 as tailgating is to football as was to eight o'clock bell time at the ECW arena, we would show up at 12 o'clock and start partying, um, in line and, um, really, really, uh, fun time. So from, from 99, uh, through 99 into 2000, uh, we we went to every single um, house show um, in Philadelphia, um, and it was just really interesting times. Um, you know, there's certain things I can I can recall like it was yesterday. Like the bus full of fans would come down from New York, and we would just give them all hell, uh, <laughs> and 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 they would sit on their own side. Um, of the arena you know we would all basically the people from philly and the surrounding areas we had three sides of the arena and this bus from new york would all sit on one side and for parts of the show which would never really air because this was during down times when matches weren't going on we would just chant back and forth and you know the 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 interesting thing was you know and here's a classic example you know, you would have the New York crowd chanting, you know, we want blood, you know, and we want blood and this and everyone else is chanting back at the New York crowd. Well, then slit your wrists. And <laughs> <laughs> it was just this That's brutal, you know, Philly environment that, you know, again, you get it because you grew up in that area. And I'm, I'm hoping that the people that, you know, hop and listen to this. Uh, we'll, we'll find that funny because that is just how that was. And it, it, but the, you know, the, the interesting thing was though, is, 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 is crazy as that sounds like it was really was all good fun. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like people don't understand. People might listen to this and, Oh my God, I can't believe it. Oh, my stars and garter. Well, you know what, man, you, you had to grow up there. First of all, you have to know the area. You have to know, you know, it's a blue collar area it's it's very you know lunch pale and the crowd was like that and and you think eagles where do you think eagles fans get it okay the you know it's crazy (laughs) you know i've been to eagles games been to phillies games been to flyers games i you know um i've seen it all philly wise there has never been and i and i will use this word passionate philly fans obviously are passionate but to me, there's never been more passionate crowd about anything ever that I've ever been to and experienced it than ECW at that time. I've, you know, 
never experienced it like it was there because everyone was so into it. And whether you, you know, you liked RVD or you liked the dreamer or you liked Sabu, there was some weird level of respect that everyone had regardless of your likes. It wasn't like, you know what? I like Hogan. I like macho man. I like, you know, whoever it, you, you, you kind of liked everybody because you had the level of respect because you saw what these people were doing to each other, you know, and it was just, it was, it was different. You know, it was nothing like we had experienced. Um, and, and the other, I can recall the night that the Dudleys basically said that they were leaving to jump to, uh, the WWF or whatever it was at the time. And man, you want to talk about passionate crowd, you know, but, you know, basically just giving them a, a bunch of crap, like throwing water bottles and doing whatever at them, but then to turn around and to just, you know, kind of be sad and respectful at the same time. Like, wow, you guys have been here since almost the beginning, you know, and this is it, you know, and it just, it was different. Yeah. I, and that's the other thing that people don't realize too, is how many people who, you know, other wrestling fans became, you know, they became cognizant of ECW and these guys that were huge stars in ECW once they got to WWF and, and WCW. And I don't think that they really understand. I mean, maybe, maybe since time has passed and, you know, WWF or WWE absorbed everybody and bought the libraries and put everything on the network and, and on other DVDs and stuff, maybe it's become more widely known, but honestly, Stone Cold, Jericho, Rey Mysterio, um, yeah, no, was no, Mysterio, no, was Eddie Guerrero. Um, okay, and the, and Raven, the Blue World Order, which I got to give them a shout because I love the meanie, and you know Stevie Richards is great. Nova's okay, but he's a Cowboys <laughs> fan, so hey, you know, don't knock, no knock on Nova. There was a lot of times where I saw, you know, whether it was on TV or or firsthand live. Now, whether he's, you know, it's fun. I never saw him, obviously, Stevie or, or the Meanie were obviously, to me, the fan favorites. But Nova would pull out these moves that were copied, like, within, you know, a show or two on, on, the, on, the, on the competition. Um, so it was, uh, he was very innovative, um, you know, and uh, I always, always appreciated his work. But, yeah, he's another one I, I like. You know, it's funny, there, uh, there's a couple that, a couple of people that I, you know, I still follow and I think about that were very underrated, you know, Doreen and roadkill. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Chickens. Um, but then um, whenever he was kind of in his prime, Simon diamond um, and talk about entrance music. Um, he used Simon says from drain STH, which is just a incredible song. Um, but, but, you know, uh, he had a, a great stick for some time there. And, and it was just, just so there's a lot of really good talent that even came after a lot of the guys that, cause a lot of the guys you mentioned with Guerrero, Jericho, whatever, you know, I caught in my time watching. It was just after those guys had pretty much gone to WCW. Um, so, you know, yeah. I, I caught into like kind of that new crop 
the people I really caught in were like RVD, uh, Sabu, uh, New Jack, uh, the Eliminators, uh, one of my personal favorites, um, John Cronus. And uh, um, I can I can attest to this that after the ECW days, Cronus made an appearance or two in CZW. <laughs> and um, I, I I would go to those nice. shows in uh, in Sewell, New Jersey. Uh, they would do those in a, the indoor soccer arena. Um, so you can imagine how many people those shows drew. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I would I would see Cronus there, and um, uh, I, I had the the uh, the honor, I guess, because I was such a fan of. Uh, he was coming out of the bathroom, and I had to go in. And so I got to say hi to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, dude, you um, when you were watched when you were going, then then you got to see uh, Lance mm-hmm. Storm yep. with yep. with the yep. Impact Lance players, and Justin. Right? Um, it was really it was really interesting um, because they were one of the ones that they could really draw heat, you know. Um, in the sense of, uh, I, I can't say that, you know, people obviously like, you know, hated them for what they were doing, but yeah, it, they were, they were good, very good heels. I, uh, certainly, uh, um, whether it was, uh, just incredible, uh, mocking the death of, of dreamers grandfather, which, wow, <laughs> That was a Jesus. that was a that was a big one, or just the uh, you know the 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 I would say the 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 connection or the the chemistry that that they all had with uh, um, uh, between Storm and Incredible uh, that was good. Did you have, so now when you were there too? Um, obviously, Rhino was in the picture and and dreamer but what about um oh bloody hell i just had his name because i just watched a match with him um oh this is gonna kill me now why can't i remember his damn name um don't edit this out (laughs) no 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 i'm gonna leave this in because i need to embarrass myself for not being able to remember and this is all because I'm old, and it's well, totally not because I'm drinking a Yingling's Hershey no, chocolate. Um, water, I mean, uh, which is delicious. You know, uh, Masato Tanaka or Mike Awesome, those guys, or uh, Tajiri or Super Crazy. Yeah, okay. I Tajiri. knew I knew one of those guys was Tajiri. eventually going to hit it. Yes, <laughs> that's yeah, dude. Were, yeah, were so, you there when Tajiri um, was there? And, and here's the, here's this part's going to really be uh, tough for me to, you know, say. It's funny because I don't have any other than the the first show I really went to. I don't really have any recollection of like any major matches happening in front of my eyes um, because a lot of those house shows were for you know the hardcore uh, tapings, hardcore TV tapings um, in Philly. And mm-hmm. it's funny I'd go back and watch some of those on the WWE Network, and it was like, hey, these were okay, <laughs> but but there was nothing like. There was nothing amazing because a lot of that amazing stuff, especially at that era, to me, happened during the pay-per-views. Um, so, yeah, I recall, right. like, yeah, they would have a match, but it wouldn't be, like, their pay-per-view match, you know. To, you know, So, yeah. Gotcha. But, yeah, they were there. Yep, yep. And, uh, boy, something special. <laughs> so, so what 
if you can remember this, there was a, I'm going to say infamous angle in the WWE where Big Show's Oh, the big died. boss man, Coffin. <laughs> and yes. So was that before or after making oh, fun of Dreamer? It had to be in the same time because... frame. I'm sure it was after. Um, but the, the thing I remember with Credible was that all he did, that, and again, I'm probably wrong, and I'm sure somebody's going to look this up and, you know, uh, whenever I talk about it, be like, oh, he's wrong. Um, but I remember Credible interrupting the 10-bell salute that they were doing, which, if you think about it in retrospect, is like, why would they give a 10-bell salute for somebody's grandparent? Um, but, you know, right. if they're going to do an angle, but that's what it was. Um, so I'm sure that happened after, okay. but you know, it was in that same time frame. Cause I mean, obviously that took it to a whole nother level, but it's just yet another thing that WWF. Yeah, there's a lot of, ACW. um, you know, and I won't even talk about the people jumping, um, you know, but you had so much talent there and the one, and what's funny so as as ECW kind of folded up, and you've already alluded to it, the and if you haven't watched it, I believe it's still on the network, and uh, or if you do have the DVD, uh, that Rise and Fall of ECW is a tremendous documentary. Um, but around 2000, and I think it was the 01 Royal Rumble, um, it was right, you know, right as ECW has, has folded up there. Um, that's a good watch um, because you have a lot of that you know, kind of ECW talent um, that, you know, kind of started piling in, um, you know, because, you know, it was over. So, uh, you know, that's that's uh, one of my favorites to go kind of back and just kind of look at. But um, the uh, uh, the one thing I will say is that, you know, I've and I've thought about this over the years, it's uh, – one of the few things that I was able to experience that, you know, it's, it's so hard to describe because it was so fun yet. Some things were, you know, kind of like, you know, the Vegas stuff like, Oh yeah, we, we, we all had this fun here, but we better not talk about it, but nothing like that ever happened. (laughs) You know, it was, it was just so fun. Like, you know, you, you really, you, uh, um, uh, you know, you, you, you kind of had it there, but like you would not talk about it afterwards because, you know, if you go back to like your, your other, you know, other friends that weren't in the wrestling or going to work or whatever, um, because that was at the time I started working, you can't talk about anybody with it because it's like, they don't care because they're not wrestling fans, you know? So you, you, you had that like a Vegas moment where, you know, yeah, this, this all happens, you know, whatever happens here stays here. Well, yeah, that, and that was that's kind of how it was, but because no one else cared, <laughs> you know. So, but it was that. But it was that. It was that level of fun, though. Okay. You know, right? Well, and what you know, one of the nice, well, one of the sad things for me was that I I never actually got to go to. You know, by the time I learned about it and had friends that were into it, it was you guys and ECW had already, unfortunately, gone under. You know, I I stumbled upon it the same way you did, you know, on Channel 48. But, you know, I I never 
I never even thought that, oh man, I can go see, this is in my backyard. I can go see this. And so I never, and again, because my friends were who my friends were at the time, none of them were really into it. And I never really got to go, but God, that would have been, yeah, that would have been you know, so cool it's, to, it's, to be there. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. Because I, I did the, and I did the shows at CYO. Like I said, I did many shows at the arena. And I actually did another show up in North Jersey. It was right after Rick Rude died. And uh, I, I can distinctly remember the 10 bell salute for him. Um, so that was, that was interesting. Um, but the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the thing was in that area, you, uh, you had a lot of, like I said, you had a lot of passion. Um, you know, the fans were there and, and I hate, you know, hate that you didn't get to experience that. Cause, um, man, it was, it was certainly, uh, certainly one of those things that, you know, uh, you know, I've got a smile on my face now talking about it. Cause, uh, it, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's just what I drew from it just through watching it and going back and watching stuff on the network, going back and watching, I've got a couple of the, the, the DVDs and Blu-rays, you know, and what really inspired me to, to go back was not only, you know, seeing guys like Mick Foley and finding out, Oh man, Mick Foley was, you know, he was in ECW and, and he was this and he was that and guys, you know, like Terry Funk and, you know, finding out Stone Cold, even though Stone Cold didn't really wrestle, he was more, you know, cutting promos. Um, and then seeing everything with the Blue World Order and and all these guys that were that were there and listening to other podcasts like uh, the Meanies podcast, Mind of the Meanie, listening to East um, Edge and Christian. Because Edge and Christian were really good friends with uh, Tommy Dreamer and, and Rhino, and they have them there. God damn, if he ever listened to this and then he made it all this way and then he heard that, you know, hey, you know what? That would make my day. That would make my day, but it would piss him off. He, dude, he actually responded to me on Twitter. True story. Um, I forget why, but I responded to him on Twitter and I was like, boy, I bet you you don't miss hearing them yell Tommy at you anymore. And he actually, wow. <laughs> you know, he. <laughs> He did too yeah, to me, but so not DM. Funny. But several years ago, I had uh, found my ECW figure of him, and I saw it in the package, you know, still still wrapped up and never opened it. And I posted it, and he he responded with, "Hey, look, I'm the man in the box." And I thought that was just fantastic. <laughs> that is, so. dude, that's that is glorious. Um, well, you know, uh, you know. Carly is friends with Al Snow on Facebook. Yeah, I didn't and, even think um, to mention him. Who the hell else? Yeah, Al Snow. Al Snow. I mean, that's all now, you have to say. You don't even have to say anything else. So, Balls you know, Mahoney. here's the thing with Mahoney. Um, so, at one point, and again, I, I won't get into the details, but somehow walking around, I ended up, uh, <laughs> and I, I don't remember who I was with, but ended up behind the arena where I shouldn't have been, but I didn't realize it. Um, at the time, and I uh, we get approached and saying, all I hear is a, a voice saying, "Hey, what are you doing back here? You don't need to be back here." And then look up, and it was Balls Mahoney. <laughs> oh no! So uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. 
So Poor balls. that was uh, it was it's just funny to think about things like that and um, the uh, uh, one of the other things that I uh, do recall this again this was uh, past um, when ECW had just folded but I'd gone to a, a CZW show and um, I got to meet somebody that uh, and talk to him for a few minutes that was uh, really cool. Um, if you've ever watched it right in the front row, hat guy. Yes. So, uh, that was a cool conversation. Um, you know, very down to earth guy, just a huge wrestling fan, obviously. Um, but that was cool. So yeah, that, 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 that was, uh, you know, one of those weird, weird, like, you know, uh, the guy was like, I think was so popular because he's front and center on like almost every big thing that happened in ECW. Right. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look any, any video you watch or any, even if you just see a screenshot of ECW from the quote unquote hard camera as you know, the WWE, W, whatever calls it. Um, Right. And that's the funny thing. Like I've tried to look back to see if I could see any of us on there, but it made sense because we always sat opposite hard camera. So we would sit on the side where the hard camera was and we would sit in the corner um, on the bleachers where that was at. So there was no way that would ever get to us other than like, if they ever did a pan shot, which if you ever watch hardcore TV, they never did. Um, it, they only ever save that for the pay-per-views. Um, so I'm sure like at some point you could hear like, you know, squeaky voice, like chanting with, you know, a thousand other people. Um, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, that it, 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 you know, it's funny because it's like, I know I was there, but there's no like, you know, evidence of it. So, (laughs) Dude, I, I, the, I gotta say though, the one thing that's that's kind of still blowing my mind a little bit is, I just never <laughs> pictured Brooks go, you know, he, someplace it, like that. He did it a lot. He I did th- a couple. I, he, he did a couple times. He, he wasn't. He, he uh, the first four people. It was uh, the, the that I went with at the CYO show. It was it was myself. It was Brooks. It was uh, Kevin, and it was our friend Brian. Um, and that was it. You know, and then. Um, beyond that, Brooks went a couple more times, um, but that was it. it. Generally, it was myself and Kevin and uh, a couple of other people. It would it would be a we would mismatch people at times, um, but the uh, uh, yeah no it, it that was it was interesting. I, I'm I, I still wonder that myself uh, how we convinced him to go, but he did. <laughs> Right. I mean, dude smacks people on the heads and calls them savages or <laughs> barbarians or whatever for not using a coaster and yep. somehow ends yep. up at an ECW show. But, uh, know, like... yeah, now it, it's, it's funny <laughs> to think about that. But now, um, the, uh, uh, for the anyone that, you know, wants to, to, to look any of this stuff up too, um, you know, the ECW arena was an interesting place for the fact that, you know, you had um, basically people of all types, which I loved because you had, you know, young kids, you had the older crowd, you had, you know, whoever. And it wasn't, you know, no one. I think the thing that I really loved about it was no one was better than the next person. 
you know, um, you didn't have, you know, like you were all, it was very communal. It was very, I, I, I can't say family oriented. It didn't feel like that, obviously, but, but it was, um, <laughs> uh, if, if you saw something happen to somebody, there were 10 people willing to, you know, kind of like, Hey, you know, they, they might not have known you, but like, yeah, no, they would vouch for you. Um, because you were, you were part of that, you know, that right. crowd that was, you know, the ones chanting all that crazy stuff. And I certainly don't want to repeat any of it. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, uh, the, the people there were just, you know, crazy. Yes. But I think at the end of the day, we're just genuinely wanting to have fun, but they were, you know, good people. And I will say this, you know, I went to many, many of those shows and not once did I ever see a fight between anybody there ever um, between fans. You know, yeah, we gave crap to the New York fans and they gave crap to us. Never saw a fight ever. Um, I think that speaks volumes to, to how that crowd really was. You know, there was, I'm sure there was, sure there was at times, maybe the times that I weren't there, maybe prior to, you know, me going to those shows, but you know, those, those crowds, yeah, they were fun. Yeah. They were loud. They would chant this and that back and forth. They would do whatever, never violent, just always a good time, you know? And, um, I can't say that for some, even baseball games I've been to. So, (laughs) yeah, well, dude, let's, let's face it. And, and, you know, I'm not going to, be the, the oh they threw snowballs at Santa Claus because because that's bullshit. But uh, I mean it happened, but there were mitigating circumstances, and also that <laughs> happened in the seventies. So fuck off. But what I am going to say is at that time, and I worked security for the Eagles at this time, and I worked in the seven hundred mm-hmm. level, and you know what the seven hundred oh, yeah. level is. I didn't see any fights when I worked in the seven hundred level, but we had a jail in the bottom of our. Oh, I remember. (laughs) So there was something to be said, you know, Judge Seamus McCaffrey. There was something to be said for the the evil stereotype of the Philadelphia fan. And a lot of the people that were going to those ECW shows were a lot of the same people that go into Flyers games, that were going to Phillies games, that were going to Eagles games. Although, really, honestly, at that time, not many people (laughs) were going to Phillies games. But... That was, you know, that was during the the moribund years at the the late nineties and the the vet, which was a freaking sewer. I miss it. I miss it. Don't get me wrong, because it got loud, but it was a sewer. And those are the same people. And somehow, right, it, that did, it didn't bring that out of them. That, like you said, that communal aspect of it. You know, yeah, I just, I mean, again, I, I could be wrong on for some many. crazy thing happened at some point, you know, but I, I don't ever recall anything, seeing anything bad. Um, yeah, I mean, people got, you know, uh, people were stupid and did stupid things, um, you know, obviously with a lot of drinking, whatever, but there was never any fighting, um, even, you know, before the show, during the show, after the show, um, and I, I think it was because everyone was just there to have a good time, um, you know, and uh, I'll give I'll give credit to, uh, you know, the other the other unspoken heroes of the whole program, Atlas Security, um, who uh, they would Atlas Security would actually patrol the crowd 
um, prior to the show, which was really interesting because then you got to talk to those guys too. <laughs> so, um, you know, maybe, maybe that right. was part of it. You know, there was like in the presence there that kind of kept everyone under wraps, but now like for the most, for the most part, it was really, you know, it was a fairly just fun, yeah, pretty loud, noisy and boisterous environment, but it was never, I never felt never once threatened or, you know, like something bad was going to happen or even near me, you know, it was just, it was fun. I mean, and I'll be honest, I can't say the same for, you know, (laughs) some of the restaurants I've been in in Philly. So, you know, shoot. I mean, even, you know, anywhere has its bad areas and everything, but, but there, dude, I've been in some shady ass places in Philly and, and I love it. I love Philly. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking shit on Philly. (laughs) <laughs> if I'm gonna talk shit on anywhere, it's gonna be here in Florida. But that's besides the point. But to to go into that kind of environment where people are drinking and uh, you know expanding their minds in other ways, and um, you know, and to not have any kind of violence is is amazing, especially you know, right? And we, you know, it's funny. That, I, know, that I, kind I, of I can think about so. some of these stories post ECW, whatever, too, because um, you know, right after it folded, um, MLW. Um, came up, which is another we is another another podcast for another day. Um, but when that came up, and MLW is you know obviously still around now, just interesting. Um, the first show ran out of the arena, and they ran a tournament, and there was Douglas, Shane Douglas was there, um, Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, Vampiro, um, some of these random people that you know ECW, yeah, ECW or not were there. Vampiro. Well, the the interesting thing was Bigelow was supposed to be on the show, and uh, of course, <clears throat> you know I'm there for that first that uh, first you know first show, and we all you know once again uh, get there several hours prior because it's like well ECW's gone, let's let's kind of you know rekindle the the thing, and uh, you know I won't I won't say, but who comes out and talks to us for thirty minutes and is Bigelow. And uh, he's talking to us like, you know, we're standing around in a circle of friends. And, uh, of course, then he, you know, asks us for a drink. <laughs> and so so then, then we're drinking with Bigelow. <laughs> and uh, he tells us all these stories. And I, I can't even, I don't want to even, you know, talk about him here because content is just not appropriate for anything. <laughs> but the, the crazy thing was, and I don't know how many people know this, but the very first MLW show, which was called MLW Genesis, um, Bam Bam Bigelow was supposed to be on the card, but he no-showed it. But we, he was there because we drank with him beforehand. <laughs> so, get out! That's dude. That's because wild. we we mixed them a drink. That's wild. Snapple fire. Was it? Was it? No. Yeah, we did. No, you did not give him a snapple fire. So I realize oh, it's not a UCW oh, related, but dude, I had that's to, the best. I had to that's put that the in. Best story. <laughs> no, that's that's pretty damn ECW related because I feel like the, the yeah, snapple fire staple. But he was a, the first person ever asked drink. For, for a drink and was like, well, well let's go make him one. <laughs> well, dude. So so, why did he know? Did he did, was he too messed up? I, I don't he, know. He, I know. Was there like kind of money to spend? It wasn't what really, was to be honest, not too long after that he passed. Um, you know, so there may have been other other issues there. 
Um, but yeah, no, uh, he was supposed to be there because they ran a tournament for their title that night, and uh, he no showed it. Um, and uh, he was there, um, so I don't know what ended up happening. But um, yeah, the uh, that was that was uh, the last time I was at the arena was that show was the first MLW show. Yeah. And then oh, no kidding. Dude, well, you know what, you know, what's funny is so, you know, obviously all these different run-ins and stuff that we have with celebrities and with wrestlers and stuff. And you mix the drink for a guy that I used to play as in. Yeah. NES crazy. <laughs> WrestleMania. It's crazy. I, it's like, I, you know, I think about that and it's like, <laughs> man, like no one would believe that. But like, I know from going to all these shows, like, and how they were, like, it's not far from the truth. Like if you were there, like, of course, like that's how these people were. I remember one of those, um, one of the ECW wrestlers, um, Angel, man, that was one of the guys that he was coming in. He was like bringing in tables. Like they were bringing him in off U-Haul trucks and he was bringing them in. You know, for them to break, like he was a helping, but like the guy was on the card. No kidding. So, <laughs> well, that's that's kind of what that. I mean, it. You know, you've watched the the rise and fall of ECW, but it seemed like that's what it was. Is like not only were you, and maybe that's why there was such the family atmosphere amongst the guys. Uh, I mean, as far as I can tell, now obviously neither of us were in the locker room, so we can't really speak for them. But it just seems like everybody, they had two jobs. They had the job they had to do in the ring, yeah. and then they had the job they had to do to make things run. And like, uh, like wasn't Bubba him or Dreamer one of those? I know they talked about like that, that on the uh, Rise and Fall. Um, yeah, no, you're right. And yeah. Uh, yeah, they they all had these like multiple things, and I think it was because it was such a small you know, organization, there was no, the front office was, was Paul, you know, and his, and his parents, I think. <laughs> right. But now, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Hell, we could go on for hours about this, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we could. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop bending your ear, man. I no, no. And it's, and, it, and up, I, uh, we should, we probably should have said time, that so I'm gonna you know, we were going to do this in person, but we just had so much stuff going on last week. Um, but uh we'll uh yeah we'll have oh, to yeah. do this again and we'll do some different different content and um you know uh, uh whether whether you edit uh this down to uh 10 minutes or uh, whatever you want to do with it uh, you have a lot of outtake content at least <laughs> <laughs> honestly dude i'm probably i'm not too good at editing yet so what's probably going to happen is i'm going to chop it where uh where we lost connection and I'll, I'll probably just chop that part out and it's going to fly as is. And, uh, you know, we're going to let it roll like that, but we'll see. And then we'll see what the, uh, what the reaction is to, to this episode. But I, I think it's going to be pretty good because I think, uh, I think we cover a lot of cool stuff. Um, you know, it's always something that I enjoy talking about. I know, you know, there's at least one of our listeners who will probably skip this episode. It's a guy I work with that uh, that's not a wrestling guy. Oh, so you should not warn him. We were at all doing a wrestling heavy episode, but uh... <laughs> well, yeah. But I think as soon as he, I think as soon as he tunes in and, and hears, you know, that intro, I think he's uh, gonna bail. But yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll. Yeah, you know, we're, uh, we're we're talking, we're talking, we're talking about uh, people we get replaced. Uh, lumber. That's it. 
<laughs> yeah, the sawmill. That's yes, right. Yeah, because your dad bought a sawmill because he was not happy that's right. exactly. with the quality exactly. of the lumber at Lowe's. Which is the most insane thing that I've ever heard, but it's yep. also the yep. most your dad thing that I've ever heard. And not that your dad's insane, but this, but just that is when I, if somebody were like, yo, my dad went to uh, Lowe's, wasn't happy with the wood, and they bought a sawmill so they could make their own lumber. And I didn't know who said it. Yep. I would automatically yep. think it was yep. you and he did. because that's <laughs> the kind of thing your dad would do. And that's and that is not a knock in any way, shape, or yeah, form. Yeah, that is just yep. don't worry. Dad. The chances that he listens to this are he's uh, awesome. Yeah, not existent. So there we go. So well, are in the same. Hey, man, we we did an hour. <laughs> well, uh, we well did. let's we did. Uh, do this crap. again. Come up hour. with some uh, new material let's, and uh, uh, just. Make sure you put a couple of other people in between us. I don't want to hog your podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe I dude, honestly, I, I've been promising Kara as the first guest since I started this damn thing. And she and I have just never been able to put it together. But I think now that I've kind of got an idea of how to do it, like, with the app and everything. Yeah, well, I think maybe it might actually happen. So. I'm going to say, I've said it every, every single episode. I've said, all right, and next week or next podcast will be my special guest, Kara Shiabogar. And it always ends yeah, up know. either me well, just doing it, it myself or now you. At least you have somebody. But, you know, it's interesting. This is the first. It's funny because <laughs> I've used Anchor now for a year and I've never used the app like this. So this is cool. I'm learning myself. Yeah, you know what? The only thing that sucks is I can't use the the brand new microphone that I bought. Yeah, but hey, you know what? If it gets the job done, it gets the job done, (laughs) and now I can return this microphone. It's been fun. There we go. All All right, right, Tom. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, my brother. You uh, will do. Sounds good. Give my love to the family, and I'll talk to you later. All right. Later, brother. So that's going to be it for this episode. Next episode, we'll have Kara Shiavo-Gar. Hopefully, everything works out as far as the recording, because as far as I can tell, this recording didn't turn out too well. Uh, Tom and I will probably end up re-recording at some point, but just in case, you know, just wanted to give you a heads up. Anyway, have a great week, and I'll see you later.